Welcome to the Full-Time Life Podcast. This week, I am joined by Stefan Kashkadayev, who is a boat captain and yoga instructor. He tells the most amazing stories. I knew I had to have him on, but not just because of his great storytelling, also because he is the first one to introduce me to this concept of full-time life. He truly embodies in his everyday life, living life to the hilt and taking advantage of every moment as if we are not guaranteed our next. I hope you will enjoy this conversation as you listen. Welcome to the Full-Time Life Podcast. My first guest from the body shop is Stefan fearless leader on Sunday Beach Yoga, where we have gotten a really nice community together. I'm so glad to have you here. And so I'll hand it over to you. I know you're not just a yoga teacher. All right. My full-time work or my my love work that I do is I'm also a boat captain, working boats. But I'm very, very interested and very dedicated to a lifestyle that allows me to, to work so that I can Play, I guess, is the best way to say it. I love to be outdoors. I love everything about myself. It's part of that, keeping myself in a place where I can get to everything that I want to do. Physically, in a place mentally, in that space, to never give up what I want. Yeah. Which is what I told you the whole time. Shows me And I've had my own journey towards work-life balance. And in that there's no such thing as work separate and apart from life. It's all just life. And then I get to decide this like big high of life balance looks like for me. When you coined this term, full-time life, you were just speaking from the heart. I was like, yes, that's exactly what I mean. It has to be something that you have to embrace that your life is the most important. Sure. Work is just something we do to be able to maintain no. Take us through a typical day for you. I wake up in the morning and I see how I feel. How do you check in with how you feel? Sometimes I check. You know, I, I wake up in the morning and, you know, I walk walk out and it's usually it was I'm making my coffee. I have a little moment that when I'm making the coffee, I don't let anything else interrupt that moment. Yeah, it's, I, you know, while I'm making my coffee, one of the things I do get to see is the peak of the sunlight. Amazingly, out of every window we have, we get to see a really amazing view. You can see the flow coming up from the trees, and it's still dark. And yeah, I only get, you know, you only get to see it for a few moments because it happens kind of quick once it gets going. But just the idea that you get to see it is like, this is real. So I don't wake up and grab my phone. I don't wake up and put on my watch or this or that. I just wake up, walk down the stairs. Go towards my coffee because I love to drink coffee. And coffee is this very meditative, very um same, Stefan. Same. To me, if you if you think about coffee and what it is, you know, most people just slam a cup of coffee. While I'm making my coffee, one of the things I do get to see is the peak of the summer. Amazingly, out of every window we have, we get to see a really amazing view. You can see the flow coming up from the trees, and it's still dark. And yeah, I only get you know, you only get to see it for a few moments because it happens kind of quick once it gets going. But just the idea that you get to see it is like, this is your, well, it's just going to wake me up. But it's a very communal thing. You drink this cup of coffee and, and you, you sort of ask yourself, like, you know, okay, so I'm having this conversation with myself, like, wow, I really like the way this one tastes. And then how do I feel? 
And a lot of times as I'm feeling that, I'm thinking, wow, I'm feeling really good today. My mind is ready to go create something new. And then I start, then I start to go through my list of like, you know, I have this customer and he really wanted to figure out a way how to take this one thing and make it work in the cockpit of his boat. And everybody said no to him, but I'm like, I think I could figure that out. And then sometimes I just feel like, you know, I think I just need to go for a bike ride. Hop on my bike and go for a cruise. And I come back. I wake up and I let my mind guide to where I'm going to go and then let my body kind of fall. When you get to the end of the day and you lay your head on the pillow, how do you reconcile I've done enough? For me, it's it's not a time thing for sure. Some days I'm done at you know, 1 30 now. <laughs> some days I'm done at 8 30 at night. It's when the creativity starts to sort of say, okay, it, you know, we've reached the point of how what we can do. The curiosity's gone. It's like I'm past that. I'm starting to slow down. Once I start to feel that, I try not to push past that because that's usually where mistakes start to happen. Then I have a ritual of packing up all my stuff, moving it away. And then the next ritual is, is if I'm five minutes from home or I'm an hour and 35 minutes from home, I take a block of time. Sometimes it's 10 minutes and sometimes it's 30 minutes. I take the time to kind of go through my head and say, it's time to let all of that go right now. Going back home. Home is where I so essential. When I get home, I don't bring anything home with Whatever's happened throughout the day, some little frustration. It's part of creativity. There's a few frustrations that come yeah. along with it. Something doesn't go exactly like you may have envisioned in your mind, but I let all that go because I've sort of learned that the only person that really cares about all that stuff is me. So it's not that I don't care about it, but I don't need to drag everybody else into it. So that when I walk through the door, it's always the same. It's, it's not that I just walk through the door feeling good, but I walk through the door like, I'm home. It's time to dance. I, you know, sometimes I do that. Sometimes I'll just... Grab Wendy and start dancing with her in the kitchen. And she's always just looking at me like, you're crazy. I said, you knew that when you met me. I just want to dance. I just want to. And the dance is not just the physical dance. It's the dance of coming home and, you know, getting ready for the most important thing, which in my world is dinner. Dinner to me is this victory dance. It's this amazing moment. I'm going to love myself and I'm going to love our little family that we have in a way that nobody else can. Mm -hmm. And that's when we sell together and really just get busy with it. And, and the getting busy is just everybody in the refrigerator and everybody in the freezer going, what are we gonna do? Put it all together and that's, that's dinner. During that time, there is no phones, there is no text messaging, there's, there's nothing. Phone goes away, the watch comes off, or, Life just stops. And it's her and I together. When I ask the question, how do you know what's enough when your head hits the pillow, your enough for your work day happens way before that. It's on your drive home. You just let it go. It sounds like what you're describing is 
it's more of like, did I find my flow today? And if you found your flow, you trust that you made something of your day and you just get to celebrate. That's a beautiful way to think about the day, that end of day community or connection Mm -hmm. through food and your loved ones. You know, we go for a walk, sit outside. We're really fortunate where we live. We have an amazing view. But, you know, if you get yourself in that flow where you start to feel good, it's kind of like doing a vinyasa. When you start to get into that vinyasa and you start moving, before you know it, that hour and 15 minutes, it's cool. And you're like, wow, what? I just got here. And for me, my work day never feels like it drags on because it's just so like, I think I'm good for today. Instead of having all these need tos and have things, I've, I've created a bunch of I want tos. Mm-hmm. And it works for me. There's a time of the day where your body is, is maximizing performance. Yes. Certain times as the sun's coming up, as the sun's going down, where are you? I, I actually just recently talked to somebody who's extremely successful. He's got this massive yacht. And I had mentioned to him, I said, I'm you know, I've got to go. And he's like, where are you going? He goes, so I'm going to go catch the sunset. And he looked at me because I haven't seen the sunset in 30 years. And I'm like, you have no idea what you're missing. I'm looking at him thinking, you've got the ability to create whatever you want. And you're missing the most important thing. Most this idea that you are life, you've got to prioritize it. Where does that come from? So I was very support. And... Um, I was a very focused individual then. It's probably hard to believe now, but you know, every Saturday morning I have my list of absolute chores that had to be done. Clean the car, vacuum the car, wash this, do that, clean the pool. Well, and nothing else existed until these little chores got done. And every Sunday there was another list. And every Monday there was another list. And I had that calendar that hung in the, on the wall of my house with all these little post-it notes and all these little lists and all these little things. And my son was born and he was watching me as a little tot doing all. And I remember coming home that day and um, we had a we had a nanny that would help once in a while. And she said, oh my God, Dimitri walked and it was amazing. And I was like, oh, well that's nice. He walked to That's great. So that means he can walk. And it just sort of like went through me really quick and I didn't really kind of absorb what really just happened because now this curious little person is no longer on the floor. Now he's standing up and he can see the world from, you know, two and a half feet tall. And uh, I don't know if it was that day or a couple of days later, something sort of struck me when I was sitting. I was just kind of sitting there by myself. I miss the idea that he moved, that he's, he like transformed from the floor to standing up. Because it's something you take for granted, you know, right? We just you walk. And um, a very good friend of mine, I went to him. He goes, if you can't find a way to prioritize the most important things in your life, then you're going to miss so many more of him walking. You not being able to meet that most amazing next thing in your life that you love because you're so focused on what you think your soul, which is you have to work really hard to save all this money for the end, and you know, all these things that we hear every day. And 
I made a conscious decision that day to that when I came home from work, everything stopped because I was home. And home is my purpose. And it took a little while because it's hard to shut off when you're used to doing it. I remember that first Saturday morning, waking up, jumping out of bed, and instead of running down the stairs to go do my chores, I ran into my son's bedroom. And all of a sudden, the little kid in me came out again. You know, that, that curiosity, what can we do? Because he's, you know, three years old. He couldn't do everything, but we could do a lot. And then little by little, I started thinking, like, who cares about all this other things? I'll just be waiting. And then it just kept evolving. It just kept becoming more and more. And something else came to me at that point. Where my grandma said, if you can figure out a way how to take what you do and turn it into something really good, if you're good at what you do or you can hone in on that skill, you can just make that your life. And now all of a sudden, the work-life balance doesn't exist anymore. Because work isn't really work anymore. It's just part of your life. And it's, and it's a positive portion of it. That really um, lands with me. Basically, you were deciding that your son gets more of your energy because those moments are so important. Well, and it, and it wasn't only him, but it was like all of a sudden I got energy too. Because I watched him become like, wow, dad, what are you doing today? And it, it went from like, he knew I was going to be gone all day to all of a sudden he'd wake up and run into my room and be like, can we go back outside and climb the tree again? I'm like, yeah, let's go. It starts to, that energy starts to come back to you. It's just amazing. Just, it inspires your creativity in a way you can't imagine. Yeah. My job is a lot of creativity. I'm fortunate in the fact that I get to do something I really love to do. So I love being on the water. I love, I like to keep my hands busy. Creativity wise, there's something way down in front and there's no access to it. So how am I gonna get there without tearing something completely apart? So that creativity keeps me going a lot. And that creativity in, in my life is how I got there. One of the things I talked about this week was being that container to yourself, to the most important person, which is yourself. And in that part of being a container, to be able to just listen, to listen to yourself and say, instead of, Right before you go do it, like, I, I don't think I can do it. It's too wavy out there to take the paddle on out, or it's too windy, or it's too this. Just go out and see what happens. Because you might find out that all of a sudden, things in your body just start coming along. To look inside yourself and go, wow, I feel fantastic. Um, you're reading The Art of Impossible right now, and <clears throat> you're learning about how your body just lights up in a certain way. Norepinephrine, dopamine, serotonin. All these things are going on in your body. And how do you get, you know, how do you get to flow state? And I can almost feel like I hit flow just by walking out the front door. Because <laughs> I'm going to some amazing new thing. Just walking out the door to be alive. What role do you think curiosity plays in that? Curiosity for me is listening. It's the art of listening. Because when I first met Wendy, and I'm looking at like the most popular yoga teacher I've ever met in my life, yeah. and, then, and then 
she invites me to a yoga class. I'm thinking, I've actually never really done yoga in a, in a formal environment. To be able to walk into that, knowing she was this yogi, owned a studio. And I'm just, I'm like, what difference does it make? I'm just, I'm so want to go do this that I just went in. So just listen to that. That's the curiosity. It's not telling yourself you, you can't, you're nervous, your gut feeling, whatever that is, shutting that down and just going, this is going to be all right. You know, I'm just going to go for it. Things I say in my, have said in my class before is letting go of all those need tos, your have tos, your want tos. You hear me say that all the time. You know, let go of any of that expectation because that expectation shuts down creativity. Will you tell the story about your grandfather? So my grandfather and I were extremely close. He had this amazing way of just finding, you know, we'd be driving down the road and he'd find a long wall, bring it back. He'd make me take it all apart to put it all back together and I'd get rough. He just taught me how to get my hands working. One of the things we did was every Sunday, we'd go fishing. And we'd always sit on the bank and I'd ask him, I'd say, Grandpa, you know, look at those guys out on the boats. They're catching so many fish because you'd see them reeling in a fish. And we're sitting on the thing. And, I'd go, and, you, and he had this boat, 1957, Evan, seven and a half horsepower Evan. It'd be sitting in the basement of his house. And I would see it because he'd always look at it and say, we're going to get a boat. I'd say, well, let's get a boat now. You know what I mean? When you're nine, <laughs> if, if we need a boat, let's just go get one. You don't understand money or where we're going to go buy it from. Or anything. None of that matters. And he said, no, 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 no. When I retire, when I retire. So every week it was the same conversation. I would drive him nuts about the motor and fishing. And every week he'd say, I'm not retired yet. My grandfather retired. And six months after he retired, he passed away. We never got the boat. But I still had the moment. Had it completely restored. It's just this polished reminder of waking up every day and making sure you go away. Because that tomorrow, and I mean, it's, it's an old phrase. You know, if you're thinking about tomorrow or worried about yesterday, you can never live in the present. But it's so true. You have to be able to, to wake up every day and just go, you know, today's about me. Every day is about you. And then once you make every day about you, then you can become for everybody else what, what you have to be. It's still happening. It's still, it's in my shop. I'm at my shop a couple of days a week, and one of the first things I do is when I walk in, there is I walk by, and I just touch it. And I just put my it's, it's the gratitude of thank you for helping me find the path. Is there anything else you want to add? You know, I'd say the only thing I can challenge anybody with is, is that full-time life to get to that place. You don't have to give up everything that you think is sacred, but you do have to, if you're not doing it, you're giving up the most important thing, which is yourself. Um, if you can find that sacred person within yourself, all the rest of it is in You know, because the, the fanciest car or the nicest house or 
any of that stuff at the end of the day doesn't amount to anything. There's a guy that I, that I love to listen to. He's a Christian speaker. His name is Matthew Kelly. And he said one of his most amazing Christmas call sermon or whatever it was. And I'm not, but I just, I just, it just came to me. He said, if somebody told you tomorrow that you have five days left to live, go out and find love and embrace it. Go out and love like you've never loved before in your life. And he said, not just the person, but life. Go out and love everything about life. Go do those things that you said you were always going to do, but you've never had time. Live every day like that. Because he said, we do only have a few moments left. The difference is we just don't know what they are. So I really thought that what he said, you know, go find that love and experience it like you've never had. I think that's, that's what you have to do. That is the way to live. That's full-time life. Perfect ending. Explains why you go home and dance in the kitchen at night with your honey. Thank you, Stefan. Thank you. I hope this conversation inspired you to new ways for how you can live your full-time life to the hilt. You can find Stefan on the yoga schedule at Nava Yoga Studios. And you can find me on my website, fulltimelife.style, on Instagram at fulltimelifestyle. For more ideas and tools and resources for finding balance and living your life to the hilt. Thanks for listening.